You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beard. Let's get to it, New York. Let's go maybe a little outside the preview of New York City real quick in the Knicks. We've got the Damon Lillard sweepstakes, which is now officially over. We finally now may have a prohibitive favorite also in the Eastern Conference. So the Milwaukee Bucks land the seven-time All-Star in a three-team blockbuster deal. The Blazers receiving Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton, Jumani Kamara. The Bucks 2029 first-round pick, two first-round pick swaths from the Bucks for 2028 and 2030. The Suns, who were the third team in that deal, they get Joseph Nurkic, Grayson Allen, Nasir Little, and Keon Johnson. So the move ends what has been reported as a very nasty divorce between the Blazers and the, and the and, uh, Damian Lillard. The two sides went months without speaking uh, while Dame's agent Aaron Goodwin tried to land his client with the Miami Heat. But according to Bleacher Report's Chris Haynes, the Heat and Blazers hadn't spoken since July. And Miami believes Portland let business get personal when it came to trying to make a deal for Damian Lillard. Now, Portland turns the page on what to do with Drew Holiday a 33-year-old point guard who is sure to garner interest from contenders and teams with playoff aspirations. The Blazers are reportedly engaging with teams to redirect uh, Holiday elsewhere as it tries to launch its rebuild centered around their first-round draft pick from this year, Scoot Henderson. So Holiday being on the block has led some to wonder if the Knicks could be a landing spot for the five-time All-NBA defender. So I asked Tommy, should the Knicks go after Drew Holiday? Man, EJ, I keep going back and forth on this one. Basically, since the the trade went down, um, mm-hmm. I think you could definitely make good arguments for for both sides. You know, I, I've always loved Drew Holiday as a player. Um, you know, just somebody that is is a quality point guard that can take control of the basketball. Um, really improved his three point stroke the last few years, shooting over forty percent um, d- during his last three years in Milwaukee. Obviously, his championship pedigree. Um, great dude, like phenomenal human being. Donated his five million dollar salary when they were in the bubble. Um, yep. Him and his wife have a ton of you know uh, phil- philanthropic j- uh, ventures that they're involved in. Um, so he's like one of those NBA Man of the Year type dudes that you love having in the locker room. Um, in addition to his you know tremendous skill set. Um, that impacts rare, the rare NBA play, a rare point guard, especially, or two guard can play off the ball. It's the other yeah. thing you love about him. He can play, uh, you know, can handle the ball, can play two guard. Um, that impacts the uh, the game on both ends. That being said, going to be 33. 
um, was remarkably inefficient offensively in the playoffs last season. Is has one year left on his contract? Uh, is he going to retire? He's talked about retiring, and this isn't one of those guys that you know would have had you know that that it wouldn't be shocking, I should say, if he decided to step away and dedicate yep. his life to you know something that's more important than basketball. Like some guys talk about retiring, you know, maybe to, to you know up their value and you know push their you know their current organization to a corner and you know maybe raise their price tag a little bit. When Holiday was talking about it, you, you get the sense that he's not bluffing. You know, um, yeah. that being said, that was a year ago. Um, you know, uh, you know, maybe he's. You know, it, it, it's also a possibility that he's just been kind of jaded by this experience. You know, we, you know, we know it's been. You know, on Monday it was. He said, "I want to retire a buck," and, and 24 hours later, he's headed to Portland. Um, yeah. Then you talk about what are you going to have to give up to get him? Multiple first round draft picks, um, IQ or Grimes or RJ. Um, you know, Randall's another guy that contractually would work. Um, but you know, you, you don't, you don't see them moving him unless maybe Jeremy Grant got involved in the deal, um, which is unlikely. So it, there's kind of all these moving parts, um, just on the surface, uh, Drew, Drew Holiday's available. Yes. I want the, you know, I want <laughs> the Knicks should go for him because you can't have enough good players. I think Drew Holiday's a winning player. Um, it may cause a little bit of a crunch in the backcourt, depending on what you have to give up. Um, it's obviously all depending on price. Um, so I'm definitely open to the idea. I'm still going to have to work through it. Um, you know, if, if it's at the right price and you only have to send out one of your, you know, young, good young players, um, I think I'd probably lean towards RJ. I know the common, the common thinking here is that, um, you know, you move Grimes or IQ um, and then you get the backcourt of, uh, you know, and then you have RJ at three. I think you could successfully slide Grimes to the to, to the small forward and just kind of work a, a three-man slash wing hybrid backcourt with Brunson and yeah. Holiday um, and Grimes. So, again, all this is, is hypotheticals. We'll see what kind of Portland demands. Uh, but make no mistake, there's a lot of teams that are going to be interested in this dude. Um, so you're going to have to pony up. Um, EJ, what do you think? Is uh, is Holiday worth going after? I'm not going after Drew Holiday if I'm the Knicks. And look, Drew Holiday, as you said, all around A-class kind of character dude, um, an absolute pit bull defensively. Many reasons why I wouldn't understand any team, especially a team that's trying to win, would want Drew Holiday. Yeah. I just think this is one of those deals when we think of what the Knicks can offer and what they would have to offer. And what Drew Holiday brings to the table and whether or not he puts him over the top, I just don't think that it's a fit. So if you're looking at a trade, you're even talking about, again, Randall, who there's no way the Knicks are trading Randall for Drew Holiday for a multitude of reasons. Or you're talking about R.J. Barrett. There's essentially no other – there is no other combination of salaries. You can't trade Drew uh, Josh Hart. You can't trade um, – you can't trade, uh, uh, obviously, DiVincenzo. Um, I don't. I think Fournier quickly don't even equate to the money you would take to match a Holly salary. So you're talking about trading RJ and then trading some draft fill or whatever for Drew Holly, and with that, I think you think that makes your team exponentially better to go up against the Milwaukee's, go up against the Boston's uh, to win a championship in that regard. And you're taking probably one of your more prized pieces in what would be a superstar trade in RJ Barrett and taking them off the board and bringing in Drew Holly, a guy on a one year deal who's 33 years old. I just think if you're looking at the big picture and what the Knicks are trying to build, which is to add to create a strong nucleus that could then allow them to uh, poach a superstar by giving up just a few pieces from this nucleus. I don't think it makes sense from that regard. If you're telling me Drew Holly is going to come with another star in a ma massive trade, that's something totally different. But I, I don't think it makes sense if I'm saying, okay, I I'm trading RJ Barrett and 
X number of first round picks or Barrett and Grimes, something like that. And I'm trying to swing a trade for Holly. I just, I just don't see how that makes sense uh, from that regard. I think you, the, the Knicks are already a small team that makes them even smaller. And I think the pairing of Brunson and him isn't the worst in the world because Holly is such a great defender. He can guard pretty much any two guard, but I, that would, I just don't, I get it because it's hard to be a basketball fan, not love the way Drew Holiday plays, but I just don't, I don't see it with the Knicks with where they are right now. And I think it is underrated how poorly he shoots in the playoffs. I mean, he shot 40% last year in that series against Miami. He shot 36 in the conference semifinal loss to Boston the year before. Even in the finals when they won, shot 36% in that series. He shot 36% against Brooklyn uh, in the second round of that series when you know, Kyrie went out and Harden was limping around on, on a bad hamstring. He has not really been a great playoff performer offensively. And we, of course, the playoffs is where you're going to make your money. And this is going to need someone to help um, Jalen Brunson come playoff time. Because we saw Randall isn't all that reliable either. The, the, those numbers are concerning, the postseason performances. Yep. And and before they the Knicks even consider making their offer, their final offer, a first offer, they need to sit down with with Holiday or Endor's agent or some, you know, ideally Holiday himself and, and say, what are your plans? Like, what do you, is this yeah. one year? Um, are you, are you looking to resign, just play this year and then one more year? Um, do you want to sign a long-term contract? If we, if we traded for you, is New York a place you see yourself, you know, obviously anything can change once you get here and you fit and et cetera. But um, obviously, you know, you're familiar with Tibbs. You'd think that'd be a match in terms of personality and, and play style wise. Um, but again, it's, you can't, it's very difficult to trade valuable assets. And, you know, obviously we know the Knicks are, you know, accumulating these assets for a superstar trade. Yeah. This holiday is not a guy that puts you over the top. He's not the final piece. Um, so, you you know, so, so that's what you got to be weary of. Of course, the argument could be made that holiday gets you closer to getting the final piece. In other words, Possibly. In, six, in six months when Embiid, you know, demands a trade, um, it's you would think having the, the the appeal of playing alongside Holiday um, would would increase his his desire to arrive in New York. But as we know, um, and uh, as the Dame trade perfectly yeah. illustrates, just because a guy says I I only have one team, this is where I want to go, it doesn't mean that that that's going to work out. Um, we've seen it kind of shift the other way now. You know, it, uh, uh, I think the NBA, you know, it's seen enough of the player empowerment stuff, and this is kind of a, a shift in that direction. Um, and we'll get into why I don't think personally that, that the Blazers behaved poorly or reprehensibly yeah. or however the media, Miami media wants to classify it. Um, but, yeah, so, it, again, I, I, I gone to my head, I'd probably lean no. Um, but mm -hmm. again, it's a lot depending on price and just as importantly, depending on, you know, holidays kind of what we haven't heard from him since the trade went down. Yeah. Um, again, this is a, a guy that has aspirations that are larger than, than basketball, you know, you type of dude you could see running for, you know, office one day, like, yeah, that, definitely that type of person. So, um, those are the things I would need to know before I even felt comfortable offering RJ plus picks because that's probably what's what it's going to take. Um, again, you're not getting them for Fournier, you know, expiring contract and and, a, and <laughs> right. a protected. No, it's not a it's not a Josh Hart situation. Drew Holiday will have multiple suitors for all the elite teams: the Miami, the Celtics, the, et cetera. And that's another reason why I would be why I would prefer to. I'd be very interested in, in least listening, obviously listening to offers and, and the Knicks are going to do their due diligence because if he doesn't go to you, probably going to go to one of your competitors. Yes. Um, you know, so we'll see how it plays out.
Yeah, if I'm the Knicks, I'd be rooting very hard for the Clippers to land Drew yes. Holiday. Yes. As among the yes. teams that are being discussed, I think that that's what you want. Send him out west so he's not a factor. I mean, he's killed the Knicks, by the way, in regular yep. season games. It seems like every time the Bucks played the Knicks, I don't know if he had some kind of issue with New York. He don't like Tibbs. He don't like Brunson. or I don't know what it is, but this guy hits crazy shots every time he comes to Madison Square Garden. So um, you don't want to see this guy in a future postseason series. You don't want to deal with him during a regular season. So if you're a Knicks uh brass member and you're talking about okay if we're not getting drew let's hope that he gets sent somewhere else and i think la uh the clippers that being probably the main western conference team that you would look at as a team yeah. that may want him on the dame front first on the Giannis side of this because we've been doing podcasts we've done several about this conversation of Giannis to the knicks does this kind of get deaded you think with dame going to milwaukee yeah, so that's kind of the first, you know, I people text me right away. Um, oh, man, this means Dame's, you know, that the Giannis to New York dream is dead. Um, that seemed to kind of be the consensus on Nick's Twitter, um, yeah. you know, in the first few minutes, hours, day, you know, et cetera. It was kind of the first initial reaction, like, wow, blockbuster trade. Oh, he's going to Milwaukee. That means that, that, that Giannis. Let me just say this. I, I, I think the chances of Giannis coming to New York have decreased. Um, mm-hmm. They're lower today than they were Monday or over the weekend. Um, I, I won't disagree with that. I just I, I would pump the brakes with the OK, this definitely means Giannis is going to sign a, a max extension like this is a no brainer now. Let me just uh, as, as a point of reference next summer. So Giannis has said he won't sign a contract this summer. Does that change? Um, now that Dame is on board, maybe he, you know, as a reward to the Bucks management for kind of doing what they asked and kind of go pushing all their chips in the middle of the yeah. table. Does he sign an extension? I don't think so. Um, let's assume he doesn't. Yeah, it's probably safe to assume he's not going to sign it during the season. Con- you know, it's rare that contracting negotiations and all that's they're going to be focused on winning a championship, et cetera. Next summer is kind of what we always assumed would be prior to this Dame trade. And I still think it's probably the case kind of the summer where it's make or break, um, where Giannis is going to have to make a big decision. And consequently, the Bucs are going to have to make a big decision because after this summer, he'll have one year left on his contract and then have that player option. So technically two years, but from a Bucks perspective, they will have him under contract for one more year. There are obviously going to be lines of communication open between Giannis and, and Milwaukee management. Yeah. And at, at, if Giannis is uncomfortable signing, an ex- first of all, if things go sideways, um, does Dame get hurt? Does Middleton, who's who's had issues, can he stay healthy? Brooke Lopez is getting up there in years, still a great player. They don't have a lot of depth. They sacrifice some depth, um, you know, outside of their main four. And Bobby Porter's, they're going to rely heavily on guys like Pat Connaughton. Um, does Malik Beasley resurrect his career in Milwaukee? Yeah. All that can happen. Milwaukee's going to be my pick to win the NBA championship this year. Um, so it certainly is, you know, would be uh, surprising if things really went off the tracks. They lost in the first round. If they lost in the second round, you have to yeah. assume that anything less than at least an Eastern Conference Finals, if not an NBA Finals trip and not a championship, um, would qualify as a disappointing season. So in that scenario, um, and as we know, no matter how talented your roster are, luck plays a huge part in, in, in deciding championship. Next summer, Brooke Lopez will be 36, Dame Lillard will be 34, Chris Middleton will be 33. Giannis is going to be t- in his late 20s looking at the future of his career, you know, the, the right. remainder of his prime. Is he willing to sign up long term and commit him his prime himself to that that aging core? Yes, they'll be able to flip those guys, 
but they won't have any draft picks to trade. Um, you know, and if they and if they're looking to trade those guys, that means those guys are not helping them win a championship, which means right. they're yeah. increased. Right, exactly. um, so there's not a lot of avenues towards listen, they could have a bad year and then they'd still be the favorites, probably heading into the following season to win a championship. So it's not like um, but then you'd start looking at a couple of years down the line. Um, Giannis could agree to a contract extension and then demand a trade at that point. Yeah. Um, but there's but there's a lot, but I just say that to say this: there's no guarantees. Um, that that he's uh, uh you know gonna gonna re up long term. Yeah, I agree. I think that the the I think that the chances decrease for sure, just because I, I think that this is a pairing that is extremely potent potentially. Uh, I don't know how you guard a Lillard Giannis pick and roll. I, I just right. just good luck. I mean, you yep. can't play drop because Dame can shoot from forty feet. Um, you're gonna try to take the ball at Dame. Okay, you're gonna allow Giannis to get the ball on a short roll on a four on three. Good luck with that. Like, I don't know what you do to to you can't switch these guys because you know whoever's guarding Giannis can't guard Dame, vice versa. So, I mean, it's going to be extremely difficult to beat this team. Of course, with a major caveat, if healthy, and then the, the if healthy caveat is important. I think with Dame Lewis, this is a guy who has dealt with some injuries. I know it seemed like in the Chris Haynes report, he made it sound like whatever calf injury they shut him down for last year was not real. It was more about getting draft capital, which I think we all maybe could see through. But this is a guy that's missed a lot of time the last few years. So that that is a, a caveat. But given Giannis's thing about is about winning championships, I think this helps the Bucks chances exponentially of getting a championship. So I therefore I think that yes, Nick's chances are decreased. But as you mentioned, the Bucks remain an old team. Like nothing has changed in terms of age when it comes to this trade. They're still an old team. They're gonna be an old team this next year. And now given that they've given up pretty much the rest of the basically assets in their coffers with this trade, they're not going to there. There, there's no out. Like this is it. And I, I mean, I would make the move too. Like I think this is a great move for the Bucks. Yes. But if this doesn't work, and Giannis looked at this and said, "All right, well, we're gonna run it back with these old guys and hope that they stay more healthy," or you know, figure it out after a year of, of getting to play with each other, he may say, "You know what? I need to go to a team that has some younger talent that has a little bit more flexibility." And if that happens, the Knicks are going to be right there. So I'm not going to say that the Knicks are completely, utterly out. But I know Giannis' number one thing is winning a championship. So because this helps them win a championship, for sure, at least in my opinion, that's why I would say for the, the Knicks side of it, probably decreases their chances of Giannis going to New York. When I saw this trade go down, the first thing I thought was, hey, big head to uh, Joel Embiid. You know, we've been talking all about, <laughs> about Giannis. And I switched my attention right back to Embiid. I'm like, hey, big head, you still up? That, that's, that, was my, that was my approach when I saw this deal go down. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, uh, I, I think that's kind of the the attitude of, of most Nick fans is, you know, they'll probably focus on Embiid. And then the question becomes, if Embiid or another superstar, you know, gets put on the block, does Leon Rose kind of keep his powder dry for the off chance that Giannis is, you know, wants to change things? We should, you know, fortunately, it's 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 next summer. We'll pro- I don't see Giannis, you know, uh, uh, staying for one more year and, you know, saying I'm not, un- I'm, I, I don't, I shouldn't say that. I could see the Bucks willing to run it back and Giannis puts it off for a year. 
Um, but I just think that's that's a real risky play from Milwaukee's perspective. Again, they have traded all their, their seven their se- next seven future first round draft picks are either um, have traded been traded away outright or swaps. Um, you know they they would need to you know obviously once Giannis leaves, then they can kind of rip the thing down and trade. Um, Middleton and Lopez and and, and reassess yeah. the market for Dame, et cetera. So they have ways to, you know, kickstart a rebuild. Um, but obviously that's their least path of, you know, what, what they would prefer is keeping this core together um, and winning multiple championships. So you th- you'd think if they win a title next year or are, you know, in a, in a tight, close, you know, uh, final series with the, with the, you know, the Nuggets or the Suns or somebody um, that Giannis would feel comfortable enough you know, even though it's not the, probably the best long term um, to 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 stay put, so that's that again. That's the likely odds on, but um, a lot of things can happen. A lot of weird stuff can take place. So I just would would keep that in mind, Nick fans. And lastly, real quick, I know you said I don't, you don't have a problem. My Portland handled it. I don't either. Um, I know in that report it said you know they only talked to Miami in July, and that was it. Um, that there was no communication between Dame and his representation, Aaron Goodwin, and the Blazers. And that when it became evident to Dame that he likely wasn't going to go to Miami, that he asked to come back to the Blazers and rescind his trade request. And Joe Cronin, the GM, said, it's too late for that. You know, the ship has sailed. Like, we're not doing that. I don't see anything wrong with what the Blazers did. I'm sorry. And I think this comes down to what I think people have seemed to forgot, which is these are contractual commitments that you make with these teams when you sign these long-term extensions. If Dame wanted to leverage to send him his way, send himself to Miami. He should have never signed an extension with the Portland Trailblazers, thinking that they were going to try to find a way to build a champion. When everybody with a brain knew that they were nowhere near championship contention. You can't then sign an extension for two hundred plus million dollars and then say, "Okay, I'm going to leave your team, but also send me to this place." That's just not how it works. People want to get upset about Joe Cronin being in his feelings. He's within his right to be within his feelings. He can do whatever he wants because at the end of the day, Dame Lillard made that commitment to the Portland Trailblazers. So I don't have any real sympathy for him. I also don't have sympathy for, uh, you know, the fact that you had an agent here in Aaron Goodwin who was basically trying to basically run in point for the Miami Heat. I've never seen a guy, I've never seen a player get traded and an agent come out with a statement. The first statement is, I want to thank the Miami Heat for all they've done. He didn't even thank the team that, that Dame Little was going to. He was thinking the team that Dame Lillard, I guess, wanted to go to or tried to go to. He's like, I, think, I want to thank Pat Riley and Mickey Harris. I'm like, what the hell is this? I mean, that that seemed like a major disservice to Dame Lillard, given he's about to go to a new city and fans that want to be excited for him. But I just don't understand this idea that there's some – I know we all talk about this quote-unquote loyalty stuff. I mean, Dame Lillard requested a trade after signing for a max contract. At that point, he lost all control of the situation – he can't now cry now that he didn't have the control he wanted. I just, I, I'm stunned by, first of all, the, the Chris Hayes article, which was, you know, as a mouthpiece for Dame and, and Goodwin, um, you know, that's one side of the story that's sitting at the lunch table. And, you know, the girl's best friend tells you how, why they broke and I don't, up. I don't think that they even looked good in it. Like, that's the weird thing. And people were saying, oh, this really tell." I like the heat didn't call them since July. That looks kind of stupid. Um, okay, he confirms that the, that Goodwin was indeed trying to tell other teams not to trade for my client or he won't play. Like, he's confirmed. I, I think they look terrible in this. I, I was so confused why people were like, oh, my God, the Blazers did Dame dirty, you know? Right. Like, I just, I couldn't, I, I reread it. I was like, what am yeah, I doing here? You know, it's, it's one of those situations where 
Dame and the Blazers have been in a in a in a healthy marriage, a beneficial, you know, for for both parties. Both parties agree. And listen, the, you know, uh, we talk a lot about the two hundred million dollar extension. That wasn't a, a, a charity gift to Dame. The Blazers did that because they thought it was best for their franchise. Right. I would disagree that it was best for the franchise, but yes, that's, I that's would them. Sure, some of it was part of loyalty to Dame and what he had done to the franchise, but also the guy averaged thirty two points a game. He's definitely <laughs> capable of helping yeah. you know the team going forward. Anyway. They, the, the contract signed. Dame comes to them. It's it's like being in marriage, and and and, and the husband says, "Listen, I'm gonna leave you, but just for one girl. It's just it's just one girl down in South Beach. She's really she's really attractive. You know, we've had a good run. No disrespect to you. Love you all. Um, but I'm 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 gonna head down here. And then that falls apart. He moves down to South Beach and finds out the girls. You know, it's just it's just not gonna work out. Comes back home and says." You know what? I, I, I'm going to stay with you. You know, don't don't, don't worry about that. I, I'm going to bless you with my presence. Um, I've decided that you know it's okay. Um, you know, don't worry about it. I'll I'll, I'll come back here and I'll agree, and I'll play for the 150 million dollars that I've signed a contract that I'm going to do. I'll honor that commitment. You know, so so don't worry about it. Like, mm -hmm. and 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 in the article it said. Uh, Goodwin and Dame were shocked that Cronin was he wasn't amenable to that. Like, dude, like, yeah, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Um, and ultimately, Dame ended up. They didn't trade him to Russia. You know, they didn't. They didn't. Right, trade him to, exactly. They, they trade him to the best situation of his entire career, playing yeah. alongside Giannis and Middleton and Lopez. The, the Bucks are the odds-on favorite. He's still going to get his money. Um, so for him and Goodwin to come out on the other side of this and try to make it seem like he's the victim, I was I was stunned by that by that approach.